It's time for the Bobby Bones Post Show. Here's your host, Bobby Bones. You watching Ted Lasso? Yes, but I haven't seen the latest because they come out on Fridays. Do you like it? Yeah. You like season two? Yes. I think I liked season one more because I got to watch them all at the same time because I was late to the party, so I binged it. And now I'm I having no way. I think everyone wait. was late to the Ted Lasso party. Yeah. I mean, I think we were all in the same time frame, but it was like everything was already released, so we got to watch it boom, boom, boom. And now it's like every Friday, gotta wait. And then I can't get to it, so then I'm still waiting. We caught up. You'll like the last episode. It's a Christmas episode. Oh. Oh, I can't wait for Christmas. Christmas? Yeah. But every two seasons... A show should do a Christmas episode. Yeah, it's feel the, good. The Office has a few of them. Because <laughs> it just feels good. Mike, are you caught up? Yeah. You like the Christmas one? Funny. It's good, huh? I'm seeing some reviews are like, oh, Ted Lasso is not this. It's it's not. It's like exa- it's what it, exactly it's supposed to be. Yeah. I like Ted Lasso. I think it's, I think it's. Uh, I think we loved it so much more season one because we didn't know what to expect. Right. We were kind of shocked that we were so entertained by something kind of goofy and heartfelt and comedy and soccer it had all these things we didn't quite really understand what it would be like together it's like gazpacho you ever have gazpacho no yeah. isn't that cold soup yeah basically you think cold soup would suck but they make it just right it's cold it's soup and there's always something to, you're like alright I kind of like it gazpacho but you now with gazpacho, gazpacho I'm not just totally shaken by it and it's, but I, I like it yeah. I'll have some gazpacho I like gazpacho that has like like fruit gazpacho oh I don't I like tomato base we went to um had brunch yesterday caitlin and i did at a buffet that's right call us crazy we went to a buffet and it's a good buffet but i said hey if we're gonna go to this we need to be there right when it opens yeah because you need to be the first person touching the and we were in i broke the seal into the gravy okay because you know how the new gravy's got like a like like a little on top of it and you got to kind of break that seal to get into it we were the first ones there it opened at 10 30 that gummit, we were there at 1029, ready to go in. But it was a good brunch, man. It was good. Had a, I mean, it was a weekend where it's important to Caitlin that I don't just spend every day working. She tells me that some days I work from the minute I wake up till I go to bed. And that can be frustrating for her at times. And I understand why it can be frustrating. I try to do better. A lot of times I, I'm not able to do better, but at least I know my problem. So on Sunday yesterday, I didn't do crap. We watched shows. We went to brunch. What did we do for dinner last night? We ordered in dinner. We planned to walk the dogs, but then it stormed all afternoon. Mm-hmm. Is it me or is it raining more the last couple raining of years? It's raining a lot. It's just all the time. But has it been like that the whole time? I remember when we first moved here, it snowed in April. Yes. And I was like, what did I get myself into? It hasn't done that since, but has the weather just always been weird here? Or is it just recent? Because it was a couple days ago, the hottest day on earth in record. All of Earth? It was, yes, it was the hottest Where? day ever. Where? On all Earth. Of Earth. Yeah, just, all of Earth. Just all Earth. over? Average temperature on Earth was the hottest day ever. Interesting. And so, but it's that new hot day ever is getting more and more frequent. You know how sometimes it's like the oldest person in the world just died, and that story happens all the time. <laughs> because, well, people are living a little older now with science and technology and health knowledge. But also when you get really old, you die. But the same thing about the hottest day and hottest month. Yeah, if you think we're not abusing the planet a little bit and it's not paying us back, you're crazy. July was also the hottest month in the history of Earth. I mean, I can't prove that, though. Yes, I can. We weren't there. 
they weren't documenting the temperature of Earth. Since Through the any beginning. data we have, it's the exactly. hottest day ever. Exactly. So starting nineteen, but but but, but, you would, but then you can't have any record ever, Eddie. <laughs> By your logic, there are no no records ever can be. But held. you can't say something dumb like in the history of Earth. Like, in the history of what we have, it's the hottest record which ever, which is not that long. Ever. Okay, name a world record that you like. The fattest Ooh. twins. We don't know that. Nice. There could have been the fattest twins back in the caveman days. Yeah. The lady with the long hair or the long fingernails. That's right. It could have been someone back. In, you don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. By the way, Billy Leon McCrary and Benny Lloyd McCrary, known as the McGuire twins, were America's. They were the fattest twins ever. They weighed seven hundred twenty-three pounds and seven hundred forty-five pounds <laughs> each. <sighs> Tough life. They're riding bikes, though. I don't know. They, they look pretty are? happy. It's black and white, and they were professional wrestlers. Huh. They are known together as the McGuire Twins. They were American professional wrestlers listed in the Guinness Book of World Records as the world's heaviest twins. But how do we know? How do we know there weren't twins before the book came out? Yeah, exactly. Eddie, stop it with your logic. Well, it's true. Flawed. Can't say the history of the Earth. We in don't the, know history, the history since the we've been keeping temperature, since probably about the 1500s. Mike D. <laughs> Poor Mike D. He's just ch- typing away with all these dumb facts. <laughs> That's what he does. I know. I'll say something and I'll try to chase it down. And Michael throw up a fact fact check for him. Give me a fact check, and I'll see it <laughs> pop up there. Do you have any friends still today that you were friends with in elementary school that you have stayed in contact with? I'm going to say once a month from sixth grade on. Mm. Any friends? From sixth grade on. From sixth grade or before? Oh, before sixth yeah. grade. Okay. Um, no, not once a month. I still definitely have. Could How about reach out once to some every of them? Uh, once every six months? No, I have one, and I don't have a lot of friends from where I went to school because, you know, I wasn't the cool kid. But I have one who came to my wedding. His name's Evan. You? Yeah, I have one, Michael. We met in fifth grade, and we probably talk. I would say if you, when you moved it to the six once once every six months, yes. I would say maybe once every two months we'd text, but that's about it. Well, there was a whole story about are your oldest childhood friends just people from who you're randomly placed by at school? And is, was that the case with you guys? Were you randomly put by them? We were randomly put together in a Boy Scout trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I'd were say that's the same thing. Tent buddies, yeah. My Courtney, who was my best friend from college, we randomly sat next to each other in communications class. We'd never been friends. He made fun of me the first day he met me. Why are you wearing your high school jacket to college? That's right. <laughs> don't you know we don't do that anymore? I don't have another coat. This is the only one I have. And then we became close friends. But they're saying that a lot of the reason that we stay close with those friends is because it, That's when we were, we were kids, with. we were stuck with them. Yeah. And then the, it just kind of stuck. Complaining is good for you as long as you keep it in-house. Like, don't be known as a complainer. Don't complain out of your house. But if you just complain to your wife, your husband, your partner... That actually is good for you. Because you talk about it. Yeah, it's, it's basically it a form of therapy, yes. One of the most important things behavioral psychologists have found about happy people is they spend a small amount of time during a given week griping about the things that stress them out to someone close to them. This lowers the amount of stress you feel at the end of the week, allowing you to have a clear head and fresh start. Bottling things up is worse. Also, being a complainer outwardly to other people is worse, too. Because nobody wants to hang out with you. Nobody wants. If you complain all the time, nobody cares about what you're saying. You're just known as a person who complains. Mm-hmm. There's a YouTuber who drank two liters of soda in 18.45 seconds. 
for the Guinness World Record. Wow. Although, did they look at this record from like 1,200? Here we mm-hmm. go. Before we probably, had, here we go. How, how can they know? They didn't say the history of people drinking soda. It was 143 years. It, it was what? Started. It's the hottest We're, date in 142 years. There we go. Say that. That's I believable. I didn't know that. I read a headline. You know <laughs> well, me. No, I'm saying. I'm they saying call the, me Headline Johnny. <laughs> I'm saying the article. Say it like that. But no, they want to make it sound so crazy. History of Earth. Making it the hottest day since records began. There we go. Thank 142 you. 142 years ago. Just helping you out, man. Since records began. <laughs> A uh, New York man earned a Guinness World Record when he polished off a two-liter bottle of soda in 18.45 seconds. God, how is that even possible? Hey, Bones, is this soda water or, like, Coca-Cola? I'm assuming it's going to be... It's a two-liter bottle of sugar-free cola. Sugar-free cola? So, soda. He yeah. poured the bottle into a measuring cup to get an accurate measurement of the volume of the beverage. Do we have a clip? Here he is. Here's a clip after he completed the challenge. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. That was delicious. Oh. I knew that was coming. Sorry about that. <laughs> I mean, that's so... I can't even do that with a 16-ounce can. We were talking about a restaurant recently that for the price of 49 bucks, they'll serve you a platter of food weighing over 15 pounds. And if you have, you know, an hour to eat it and you do, they give it to you for free and you get a T-shirt. Mm. But if you don't, you obviously don't. Oh, boy, here's a, picture. here's a video of him drinking the soda. I mean, he goes at it. It's like that guy in the food competition. Remember the guy at the, the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Competition? Yeah. Joey Chestnut. No, the guy who drank the lemonade out of the big thing. Oh. And then he went and competed in the competition but didn't win. Really? No, I don't remember Yeah. That. They have a lemonade drinking competition <laughs> before the hot dog competition. Let's see. Eddie, your son is now a foodie? Oh, yeah. I, I guess I found out when we, went, when we took him to Disney because... He did a bunch of research about Disney World food, which I guess is a thing. And so when we got there, he was just like, oh, I want to try this. I want to I want to try. I, I read so much about this. And I'm like, dude, you're a foodie. And he's like, I, what is that? It's like someone that really appreciates food. I'm not a foodie. I, I'll be fine with Cheetos and a bologna sandwich. Don't care. Uh, it's, I don't want to spend a lot of money on food. You know, like I don't we're going to poop it out anyway. That's my theory. Interesting. That is how you look at it. Yes. That's- that's Food is sad. like nutrition <laughs> and uh, see you later. That's it. Okay. And so he really enjoys food. So I'm thinking, dude, we, I, I want to help you. I want to like support you in your foodie ventures. So I told him he can pick a restaurant once a month and we can go try it out. Either me or his, his mom, we can go take, it would take trade places or whatever. And we can go take him to his, his uh, choice of restaurant. And? Week, uh, month one, he wants to go to Burger King. But you let him pick, and he picked um, Burger King. I'm like, dude. I, I thought, just, thought I, it didn't matter. I just food told is- you you're a foodie. Like, we can go to Burger King whenever. Like, <laughs> we can go after school tomorrow for Burger King. And he's like, well, I've never really had Burger King, Dad. We've had it once or twice when we were kids, like when we were younger, but never really had Burger King, so I want to try Burger King. I'm like, right. I guess it's better than him saying, like, what, Ruth Chris? I haven't know? been to Burger King in a long time, but when I think of Burger King, that flame-broiled meat taste comes to mind. And it's not good? No, it is good. So good. And the bun, their sesame seeds are very prevalent. Yes. I have never been to Burger King. It's it's good. Not anything against it. It's just never where we went. Like, we went to either Taco Bell or McDonald's. Word association. I'll give you a restaurant. Give me one word that comes to mind. Easy. With Burger King, I was going to say flame broiled. I think that's what they do, but I know that taste. Like, I taste it in my mouth. I think it's written on their building. It is, Mike? Okay. 
word association. Just you can say it, and then we'll go through it. But you guys say it at the same time, and, and I will too. Wendy's, frosty. frosty. Square. Square. Mm-hmm. Square. Square meat. Patty's yeah. square. And you guys say frosty. 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 What were yeah. you gonna say? I stopped thinking. I was playing the game. With you guys. <laughs> I was trying to listen to you guys more than I was say it out loud you had for to play me. Too. I know it's hard to have to listen to the words and also play. Uh, for me, Wendy's meat. Just because they, they, it seems like they have really quality meat. They do, and it's square. Like their hamburgers seem like, I don't know, maybe it's because it's square and I'm being fooled, but I feel like their meat is like fresh. I think it weirds me out that it's square. It's just how it's cut. I know. No other reason. I know. Um, okay. McDonald's. Fries. Ronald. Whoa. <laughs> Ronald. <laughs> you? Salt. <laughs> Fries for me too. Fries so good. I was uh, reading a story, maybe, maybe somebody said it. Where when they somebody returns fries at McDonald's. Yes, I saw this. You see that? Yes. What? If someone's like, hey, my fries are cold or whatever, they just take it and stick them back in the, the, the fry machine and put them back out again. Well, my dad does this. Every time we go to a fast food place, he's just like, I, I want extra crispy fries. I'm like, that. And then when I saw this article, I'm like, this is exactly what they do to your dumb fries. It still works, though. Yeah. It's- and it's killing off whatever... Yeah, and you want, okay, you don't like cold fries. Okay, here's how to make them hot again. And it's almost like you're <laughs> refreshing them. McDonald's fries are really good. Yeah. I give it that. Uh, how about Chick-fil-A? Chicken. Chicken. Yeah, I was going to say chicken. Oh, wow. Okay. And chicken. Shocker. Their lemonade's really good, though. Yeah, I would have said fries. sweet tea. They have great really? sweet tea. Yeah. Some places, here's the thing, too. We went, we were eating where we had brunch yesterday. No, wasn't that. Where were we? We were somewhere and I ordered a sweet tea. I said, can I get a sweet tea? And they said, oh, we have um, our version of sweet tea. I said, your version? What's that? They said, well, we have unsweet tea and we bring you sugar. That ain't sweet tea. Nah, it's got to be pre-made. You make your own? Yeah. I don't want that crowd. I don't make my, it's not the same. You don't mix it with a spoon in a cup and that always falls to the bottom. And plus, you don't want to know how much sugar is in sweet tea. When you do it yourself, you're like, well, this is six I don't packages and I still about, can't taste it. I don't want to know anything about my food. <laughs> right. I just want to know that it's like... Sanitary to eat because I don't need to know about the animal. I feel sad. I, I have to separate what's happening to the animals and me eating it. Yeah, me too. I did make sausage the other day, and the kids are like, "What is this?" I'm like, "You don't want to know." Yeah, that makes me sad. You don't want to know. So I have to disassociate the animal from the food. Yeah. Did you make me food this weekend? I have some. Yes. What'd you, what is it? Brisket. Did you bring it with you? Uh, no. Oh. I'll bring it to your house. I ate those ribs. Were they good? Yeah. Yeah, you told me. I, I waited a day and a half, though, so they probably weren't as good. Yeah, it's like brisket, too. You Reheated barbecue, not as good, Bones. Mm. Mike D asked me if I if I thought we were living in end of times because of how crazy everything is. It is. I, I don't at all. Is it that crazy? I, I don't think it's any crazier now than it's ever been. I right. think there's just more, more news to get from more places. Uh, stories are being sensationalized, clicks. I th- you know, in the 60s when Vietnam was happening, Nixon, you know, I think this has happened a bunch of times. I do not think we're at end of times. You know, I think end of times will probably be accidental. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? Like, we'll be building, not we, somebody will be building some nuclear weapon. Oops. You know how Chernobyl blew up? Yeah. yeah or like coronavirus started? Could that. I don't think with what's happening. My opinion, I don't think with what's happening in the world right now that it's any different than what's been happening in the world for the past hundreds of years. Different things are happening. It just seems like a lot today. But we also have a lot of ways to find out about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think if we're in 1984 
we're, we're, we're hearing as much about Afghanistan and what's happening right now when uh, the Taliban have now taken over, you know, Kabul. And I, I, don't, I think that's probably a 6 o'clock p.m. headline that we hear about or the earthquake in Haiti. I think we hear about that at 9 p.m. quickly in a story, but it's not all over social media and everybody's kind of in their place and you kind of only know what's going on around you. But no, I don't think we're in end of times. And I don't even think politically this has been as bad as it's ever been. I mentioned back to Nixon in the 60s and uh, the Vietnam and people protesting they don't want to go to war. It's bad right now. It's as bad as we've ever seen it. But I would say that it's probably comparable to that. What about the revolution, man? The Civil War. I mean, What about the epic you, Civil War? You imagine when your country was fighting each other? Like, yeah. You would have thought I, yeah. that was the end. Yes, and people are always like, this is the end of days. It's not. The end of days is going to be another one of those Chernobyl-type things where somebody's not been telling us about the safety break. Boom, boom, done. Or NASA's keeping it quiet because the meteor's coming at us. Wait, wasn't that supposed to happen nah, it's like over the weekend? Oh, well. You read something no, last week. No, I didn't read something. Let's not get the story twisted. Some there guy. was a time traveler on TikTok <laughs> that said that... that Something, aliens were coming or something. And, something yeah. But yeah. this weekend, this past weekend. But it was said. all bull crap. But one of our listeners, though, tweeted me and said the EAS alert went off in his town on the TV. And he was like, oh, this is it. Because <laughs> he heard that on the show. Mm. But no, I, I definitely don't think this is end of times. Could be, but I don't think it. I think it's been similar and worse and better and all that's going to happen again. Similar and worse and better and all, all in and out, in and out. Uh, Mike Diaz put together a list of the top three episodes of Breaking Bobby Bones, which came out this weekend. I'm curious to know what episodes you think are the best. All 16 are now up on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Number three. I have the Grand Canyon cliffhanger episode, the very first episode. The one where I saw you and I was like, man, he does not want to do this. That was the most miserable one for me as far as the actual challenge went. I really liked the guy's name who was also Mike D. I like seeing the Grand Canyon, but for about four hours that day, that's that tough. It just, it just is tough. Um, number two. Number three. Number two. Number two was uh, episode 16, Predator Patrol, when you were out. Basically, the only time I feared for your life. We were in Montana, and I was having to guard sheep from wolves and bears and anything else. Yeah, that was scary. The scariest part of that was not having internet and phone for three days. Because I felt like if something happened to me, I did get attacked by an animal. There's nobody to call. There's nowhere to go. But that was a good one. That's a good episode. And number one, your favorite episode. It's uh, Lights Out Kayaking, which is episode 10. I thought Lonnie was the best person you had on the entire show. He had an amazing story, and what you did for him at the end was awesome. I like that. I like doing that. In uh, Boise, Idaho, that was a fun one. And most of them weren't fun as far as the challenge. Obviously, they weren't supposed to be fun because they, they were tough for me to do. I like the hockey one the best, though. Maybe not, you know, depending if you know hockey or not, but to go and play hockey with a guy who... Served our country, lost his legs, won a gold medal for our country, and like his story, that one came out last week too. But uh, all right, Mike, thanks. Yep. All right. There's a. Let's do a podcast promo here. Do I have this? Is it your podcast, Mike, with your documentaries? Yeah. Tell us. Tell everybody about that. So I'm breaking down five fascinating documentaries I've seen in like the last ten years, um, and then also talking about the new one with Val Kilmer that came out on Amazon. You did watch it? Yeah. Yes. Very interesting. He lived a. Uh, the cool thing about it is he has 40 years of footage of him just taking a video camera around with him, and that's the entire documentary. And then him having throat cancer, getting over that, so it's his son narrating the documentary. Who strangely sounds like Val Kilmer. Yeah, it's weird. I'm a little burned on 
people carrying around a camera for a bunch of years because I watched that documentary Eddie told me, 90s, 90s kid. kids. Kid 90. Did, yeah, whatever it is. I thought I didn't think it was that oh, good. And I love, I'm, that's right in my wheelhouse. I didn't think it was that good. Well, I like this one. It's better than that Kid 90 because I think they do a better job of putting it all together. I watched Woodstock 90, 99. Yeah? Yeah. I would give that three and a half out of five boobies. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of boobies. A lot of boobies lot of in it. that. But I wouldn't, it, it was pretty good. I liked the nostalgia part of it, just being reminded. It also made some of those groups look like dicks. What? They did. Yeah. Like Limp Biscuit. But they were just doing what they do. Like, you don't get Limp Biscuit up there and be like, all right, guys, you be good. No, that, that wasn't, Especially that, back then. That wasn't their image. I mean, Kid Rock, funny, walking on a fur coat and yeah. being like, yeah, yeah. hey, what did he say? Uh, Bill Clinton's a pimp and Monica Lewinsky's a hoe and he yells that out. Oh, hi. <laughs> he did say that. What about Red Hot Chili Peppers? Well, okay. Eddie and I were talking about that a minute ago. There's fires everywhere. They, people are starting to set fires because there was a candle vigil they were going to have. That was so that these sad. nonprofit guys were like, hey, take a candle. But then they usually started burning stuff down. Mm. And the promoter is like, hey, Chili Peppers, will you please go out there and tell people to kind of stop, stop lighting fires? And so Anthony Kiedis, the Chili Peppers lead singer, decides they're going to do. Um, Jimmy Hendrix. Jimmy Hendrix. Fire. Fire. Oh, my fire. Or, the, yeah, fire. Mm-hmm. Let me stand next so to your fire. Fire. People to light more they things yeah. on fire. They I mean, that's kind of like what all the bands that? were kind of doing. But like, who, who thinks it's a good idea to give a bunch of people at a festival fire? They anyway. Just, well, they gave them candles. They were going to have a candlelight vigil I for people that. who had died of like gun violence. Yeah, no, that's terrible. Yes. But, like, but they also didn't expect people at this, this festival to be a bunch of idiots. Yeah. At one point... They had all these water troughs that people were drinking water out of, like free water, but then people just started taking showers in them, and then they broke pipes, and then everybody's rolling around in the mud, but what they mm. didn't realize was the pipe that had busted was all sewage, and they're rolling out of poop. Oh, that's disgusting. It was disgusting. So gross. It's on HBO. The, Caitlin and I were watching, and Metallica's more of an 80s band, but they were playing it. I, I was never a Metallica fan. I like a couple of their songs, I guess. Like, I like Inner Sandman, I can listen to some of that, but I was just never into that kind of, that, that music. For me, like 80s, 90s, it was country and it was alternative and then later became hip hop. But Metallica's playing and she goes, that's what Metallica looks like? And I was like, yeah. She goes, let's have their faces painted. I was like, no, it's Kiss. <laughs> she was like, oh, oh that's, that's it. Uh, but I give it three and a half. What'd you guys give that? I give yeah. it three and a half. I'd say, yeah, I'd say th- three. Yeah? Yeah. All right. I, I would have liked more music. Like, I wanted to see, they only played, like, snippets of people's sets. I wanted to see just, like, a little more music because it was kind of cool to see them back yeah, then. I mean, there was a whole thing on D- DMX. Oh, what yeah, do you do? Yeah. It seems like, what, every artist just was like, I'm going to go out here and be bad? Well, DMX has a song where the chorus has the <laughs> N-word in it. And DMX is, like, telling the whole crowd to sing it. And so the whole crowd's yelling the N-word. But the whole but, crowd is also 99% white. It's all, like, 24-year-old mm-hmm. white guys. But DMX wants them to sing it. Yeah. And it's just very crazy. It, and one of the guys who's uh, talking about it is a black guy, and he's like, "If you're one of the few black guys there, and every white guy around you is yelling the n-word, even if DMX is telling them to, are you like, why are you doing that?" It was just, it was weird. What's also crazy, Amy, is that this festival was terrible in the '60s. Like it was a mess. You know, they lost a lot of money. Like people got hurt. Whatever. The original Woodstock. The original Woodstock. And then they keep doing it. Like, and then even at, they're like, we won't stop. We may put on another one. Like, stop doing Woodstocks. This is not working out, guys. And the one in '69, which is very famous, 
only was really famous because of the movie they made on it. It really was there was no cultural impact on just the festival up in up in New York. But because the movie was so big, it was very romanticized. Mm-hmm. And it's very cool because all the artists are there and playing, but it was just because it was a movie and a soundtrack was kind of made from it. So they still have it? To well, this they day? had it in 69. They had it in 94, which went pretty well. Yes. But then at 99, they did no, it. No, 96, I think, because it was the opposite of 69. No, I don't think right? that's right. Oh, it was 94. 94? Okay. My bad. Quiet. <laughs> but then well, after you're 99, of, well, you're thinking they about what the 69, they flip it for the imagery of the Yeah, of that's what I thought. Okay. No, they had it in 94, and it went pretty well. They moved it to an Air Force base in 96 or 99. And they're like, the irony. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> the and they irony of holding Woodstock. Guys started stop. kicking walls down. They were stealing stuff. It's brutal. But the, but the point with the music, the music's cool, but I think the purpose of that whole documentary was to show what a disaster it was. Yes. And they go to the guy who put it on all those years, 69, 94, 99. He's like, yeah, it never dies. I may do another one. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like dude, don't do another one. What are you talking about? <laughs> Also, a big part of that festival that, that was that got them in trouble was all those bands were angry white guy bands, except Jewel and Alanis and and they were and they were even and like Cheryl Crow. They were like, the why middle. are we? They put one woman on each day, and they were like, uh, this is weird. Why are we here? Yeah, but it was Limp Bizkit, Corn, Metallica, Offspring, Offspring, Godsmack. I don't know if Godsmack was there. Yet, <laughs> you but. might have just thrown that one in there, but I like it. <laughs> Creed. Creed. But County Crows were there, and even then they were like, well, that was kind of weird. <laughs> Dave Matthews was yeah. there. They were like, uh, you guys, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, we're, we're just going to play a couple songs here. I don't think you guys know what to do. What to do. All right. That's it. We're done. Have a great day, everybody. That's the end of the post. We, can't, we didn't go up on video today? No, but I recorded it, so we'll post it. Oh, I don't care if we post it or not. I was like trying to pull nose hairs out while I was doing this because I didn't think we were recorded. Well, I recorded yeah. it. Caitlin thinks it's Lucky so weird you. that I jerk nose hairs out. It kind of is. No, but it's good because you don't want those sticking out. But I don't, you can like do it like tweezers or something like that. That's the same. Why? What's the difference between tweezers and fingers? I don't know how fingers? you could. I don't know. Maybe actually it's impressive that you're able to do it with your finger. That means they're really long that he can grab <laughs> with his finger and pull them out. You know what sucks is that hair on the back of my ears. Yep. I go to sleep and there's a whole new... Batch of hair back there. Can we do a thing, you and I, where we tell each other when there's a long hair that needs to be pulled? Because you don't see the ones behind I, your I already ears. have that relationship at home. I don't need it with you. Got it. Thank you. I guess I just need the help. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I, I, I get zits popped and hairs pulled. Okay. Hey, married life, man. Yeah. One day you'll get there. Yeah, I think I just, that ship has sailed. Oh, got it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. See you later. Newlywed stuff.